Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John, and here with me today are Brian hey. and Alex. Hello. Today we're going to go over our top five of 2019 and our usual list of superlatives, but before we get to all of that, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to Jason K and Gojo for all their contributions. We really do appreciate it. And as always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. We are Twitch affiliates. Use your free Amazon Prime Twitch subscription on us if you haven't used it on somebody else that's maybe cooler or better than us, which is, I mean, let's be honest, impossible. Um, but yeah, check us out on Twitch. Oh, thanks. That was great. <laughs> Alex, any bumpers for the network? Uh, the horror movie yearbook guys are taking a little time off after the holidays, but they will be back very soon with their top horror movies of the decade. Cool. Uh, which which will be fun. And then um, we also get to look forward to Westworld this year at some point. Westworld is supposedly coming back in the spring, yes. um, so that will be exciting as well. I'm unsure about um, about the Alienist. It should be back at some point this year, but there's yeah. no release date announced. And uh, with the recent news of John Frusciante joining the Red Hot Chili Peppers again, there's been some rumbling of some type of Chili Peppers retrospective podcast that may or may not happen. So You talking you two to Chili Peppers to me now? You, you popping peppers with me or something <laughs> like that? I don't know. Give us name ideas, whatever. Let us know if you think it'd be, be fun and, and you want to hear that type of thing. But... uh we're considering it, and I think it would be a good time. So, we won't be nearly as funny as Scott Ackerman and, and Adam Scott, but, you know, we can try. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what have we been playing? Brian and I have been playing The Forest. Yeah. Yes. Because we saw The Forest too, like, during the Game Awards announcements, and that looked really cool, but then Nico gave it such a glowing review, and it was on sale for the, uh, the Steam on sale. Steam, yeah. it, was like, it was like 10 bucks. So yep. we bought it, Gladish bought it, Fuzzy bought it. I've already owned it for years. <clears throat> I probably should have picked that up with all the Steam. I have like $80 on Steam right it's now. It's pretty right? great, I'll be Didn't honest with it. you. Um, it's a very interesting game. It's very interesting playing with people and like everybody having tasks to do and, and assigning responsibilities if you're doing that. But we kind of just roam all over the place, cut down trees and build a bunch of shit. <laughs> we built a really sweet base. Like, it's really sweet. It's got, like, zip lines and shit, and, like... Oh, uh, you haven't seen it recently. No, but I've, I'm <laughs> assuming like, Gladish, like, made it enormous. Uh, yeah, he built a giant um, cabin, like, on the water. Oh, yeah, I did and... see that. The other day after you guys, after you left and he was still playing, I I hopped on oh, for okay, a little bit, yeah. and so did Fuzzy, and we played for a little... Like, oh, of course. Yeah. All the defenses and stuff. Oh, yeah. All the, you, we, we've got a whole line of traps laid out, like, in this field approaching our base, and uh, it's funny, like, to just sit up in the guard tower and watch all the, like, crazies, like, run at you and get caught in the traps and shit. And they're smart enough that if one of them gets snared, they, like, unsnare them. Hmm. Like, it's kind of Yeah, the crazy. AI is better than you would think. It's, like, they'll jump over traps, too, like, if they can. So, so is this game, like, I know we talked about it a little bit, but it basically sounds like it's Minecraft with realistic graphics. Is that what we're going for here? Mm. It's, it's you build a, a base, you try to survive the night. But it, it actually has, like, a narrative, too. Like, there's a full narrative of, like, you trying to track down your son, mm. and you have to basically find the clues. Like, you're dropped off on this island, 
in an airplane that crashes and yeah it, the, the island is not procedurally generated but um it does decide randomly where you're going to start on the island okay which can change how how your base building is where goes. your resources are yeah, and things yeah. like that yeah and like you could end up in an area that's like already run over by the crazies but like so is this third person no, first, it's first person. First person. first person. Okay. And there's a VR mode. Do all Wait. all three of you look the same, and you're all looking for the same sun? Uh, Is it four it actually, clones looking for one sun? You can end up <laughs> randomly looking the same, but okay. it like just yeah. it generates a look for you. Okay. And there's not very many. We're just four dads looking for yeah, our yeah, four exactly. sons, and you can find <laughs> up to eight. Actually, you can do eight people. You can have eight dads and eight sons. <laughs> my my eight dads. Yeah. And you can get like different outfits and stuff. You find them in the game, and like yeah, yeah, you're scavenging resources from like the land, but there's also like luggage that's come from the plane that you can break open to take like rags and clothing and like you know medicine and stuff out of to like hoard. Forty five different power cables yeah. for all the electronics. Yeah, exactly. That I bring with me. And I mean, clearly, like this, I I'm not, I don't know the whole narrative of the game, but like in in being there, it seems as though like you're not the first people to crash on this island. Like you run into other campsites and things that have been overrun yeah. by like the crazies and like I just call them crazies. They're cannibals. I okay. was calling them wildlings, and I got laughed at for calling them wildlings. <laughs> so abandoned boats too. Um, yeah, there's like I a, don't know like a yacht that's part of the landscape that's always there that like you find is definitely a story item and things like that. If but, you go like spelunking, it like gets. Shit gets real down in the caves. Yeah, there's some crazy shit in the caves. Like, in that, that's the thing is, like, as you progress, each night you stay, the enemies get a little bit stronger. And then, like, by the seventh night, these gray crazies come out and they're fucking super fast and really strong. And then, like, a few nights later, these, like, weird tentacle body part monsters, like, come out and mm. are, like, fucking with you. Like, so it gets crazier yeah. and crazier as you survive. So is there, like, permadeath? No, you can respawn. There's probably like some way to set up permadeath, but Okay. I'm just kind of wondering like so like if you get to a certain point where you're just not ready for what's coming at you, are you just like screwed? Like if you Yeah, like that's happened to us where like they Brian and Gladys had landed like really close to one of the end game like camps and mm -hmm. like we like I joined them and went with them down like a cave into a cave dwelling that like none of us were really prepared for. And I ended up getting, like, one-shotted by, like, one of the enemies, and I couldn't grab my backpack. Like, you can respawn and get all your supplies back if you can track down your backpack, but there was no way I could make it down that cave again to get my backpack because of the strength of the monsters. Hmm. You so. can revive each other. Like, if one person's still up um, after an encounter, they can go around and revive everybody. Okay. There's, the revive timer is pretty generous. Um, but, yeah, if everybody dies, it just says restart and you basically come back as a different survivor and mm. then but you can go get the backpack of your last survivor and, and the base and stuff is still there whatever you built interesting yeah it's pretty cool and like you individually save like one of you hosts the game yeah. and then like you can individually save your own progress of things you collect and then if uh for instance if you don't save at all and you die and you go to or like you leave the game and come back you don't start with any of the stuff that you had had previously. So you have to like kind of stay up on your own personal saving to like not lose any of the stuff that you've collected. Hmm. I do think there is a way to set up dedicated servers. I just noticed that the other day. That would be cool. Well, yeah, that would be ideal because like every time I want to play or at least the last couple days, like Gladish can't play or he's AFK running our game. And if I try to like load my stuff, 
on a different server. I like it. It's all, it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, but it's cool. And for the price, totally worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I think cool. even the normal price is only 20 or 25, which is still worth it. Um, yeah. It like, as far as crafting goes, there's a lot of options, but it, I mean, I'm sure like Minecraft has more. I mean, Minecraft, you can literally build, you can destroy all of the terrain and you can build with yeah, terrain that's true. and stuff. This game, you can't do that, but you can chop like all the trees down and stuff. And they regrow if you have that option on. Um, and like one thing I like about this game versus I've tried a lot of survival games and I tend to bounce off of them because the interface sucks so bad mm. is really what it comes down to. And, and just like building is tedious. Like all the building in this game is kind of, and for the most part, it makes sense. Yeah. And it's like graphically, um, very intuitive. Just like how, like it, I don't know. The, the interface is good, I guess, is compared to usual where it usually sucks. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I'll bounce off of survival games if the, the feeding mechanic is like annoying. And I don't feel like it's annoying in this because food is plentiful, like everywhere you go. Well, and it's easy enough to like set up the stuff in order to have like, consistent amounts of food coming at you and water and everything like that so keep in mind we're playing on like the easiest difficulty i didn't know there are other difficulties there are there's like a super hardcore survival mode i don't know what that and entails it just gives you an m one m m for the entire island yeah and you have to portion it out yeah there's like little yeah. or you bits. can take it all and screw everybody else over there's like three or four My difficulty M&M. modes and we're on like the base like normal mode hmm. And then there's also, you can launch servers where there are no enemies if you just want to dick around and build stuff. That's Creative cool. mode. Yeah. But yeah, like I'm not, I don't like playing games where like I have to constantly eat and it's like annoying to like track down food because then I'm not, I feel like I'm missing out on everything else that's happening in the game. So like this one, I don't feel like I have that going on. Like I feel like it's easy enough for me to find animals to kill and then like make their food edible and then pack it away in my backpack and then yeah. go about my business. You just got like, a meal prep, man. Yeah, you do. Oh actually. yeah, we have like so much extra food now, which is nice. Thanks to Gladish. The downside is I feel like Chef less Gladish. inclined to play now that he like has been playing so much without us because mm. like he's just what's what's there left to do. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel like, and <laughs> and I also feel like I can't change anything because it 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 was our base and now I feel like it's his base. I feel bad like messing with anything. Oh, this is the strife building within so, the camp. So Maybe I might you guys have to team break up off and kill Gladish and into my own tribe. Yeah, take it over, <laughs> <laughs> and then you become the cannibal. Yes. You, you can kill each other. That's good. And there are like servers online, and they set up their own rules or whatever, and you can just join and leave whenever you want. You know, hmm. like like I mean, games like uh, Rust and stuff have been doing that kind yeah. of thing for a while. I think what really sets this one apart as opposed to the other survival games is that it does actually have a narrative and it's creepy as hell too. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've also been playing Luigi's Mansion. Luigi's Mansion 3. Yes. On the Switch. I got that for Christmas. Yeah. It is delightful. It is exactly like... it's. It's just... I'll go into it more in our superlatives, but it is a great game. Tim's been playing it. He uh he got stuck at a at a cat boss. Have you gotten there? The cat boss? No, I don't think so. Okay. I've heard from other podcasts that it is a frustrating boss, but it's probably 
the only like frustrating part of the game that I've heard. So, yeah, I don't think I've gotten to the cat boss. I I've <clears throat> I fought like a security guard boss that was uh kind of a pain because he uses sunglasses. Like you use your flashlight to stun them. Yeah, and then um after you stun them, you use the vac, the super vac, to like grab them and then like, you whip them back and forth to like kill them. Uh, and with the sunglasses on, you can't stun the guy, so you have to like suck his sunglasses off first, and then stun, stun him, him, and then <laughs> grab him and flip him. And like those, like each boss has little mechanics like that that yeah. are really cool and interesting. And uh, yeah, it's just it's it's just a great game. It's just fun to play. And and you know I you know like I said, Megan bought it for me for Christmas, and she was like, I want I want to watch you play that. And I was like, all right, cool. So like I went and got the Switch dock and plugged it into the TV downstairs, and like you know it's just pop switch in there and play it on tv and then when she's not around i can take it and put it in handheld mode and mm-hmm. you know take it wherever i want and yeah. yeah it's just it's just good good game lots of fun i recommend it you'll have to lend it so yeah. that i can check it out at some point for sure anything else control we've been playing some control yes well, at, at your yeah. recommendation i yes. can't imagine that we're not going to talk about that again yeah we'll go into it more <laughs> um in the in the listings here but that's yeah what a what a game mm-hmm. i i i feel like i barely scratched the surface of it too but it is it is very very cool um yeah we'll talk more about it have you sure. played anything else or no uh not i played a, a lot of death stranding i'm 45 hours into death stranding and i'm maybe two-thirds of the way through the game mostly because i keep getting sidetracked on making deliveries in like trucks through the roads because you can like stock up on like 10 different deliveries and then just stop off on your delivery route and pick up more orders as you're going through hmm. and it, it, like i'm there's no story related to it at this point there's like other stuff that i need to do but um, do you know if you can keep playing after you complete the story? I'm pretty sure you can. I'm pretty sure you just can. Just keep building up America. Yep. Yeah. Upgrading and make America whole again and, yeah. <laughs> uh, and make sure that build the, America big again. Yes. Cause you can, the, the roads also do degrade Baba, but you have to, <laughs> you have to maintain them a little bit if you want to keep them, keep them in good condition. Yeah. But, um, that's one of the things I like about that game is like things degrade over time. Like yeah. from the weather, from the time fall, like that's just cool. Yeah, the time fall stuff. Like originally, it was it just felt extremely oppressive, and like I didn't. I, I probably should save this, but I feel like I've gotten enough of a grasp of the concepts of the game and like the loops and how to take advantage of the items that I'm given and yeah. things like that. That, um, like the originally when you first start it feels like oh my god this game is super oppressive but the more you play the easier it gets well and this isn't a spoiler but once you unlock the weather pattern like yeah. tracker like that makes things a lot easier to like work around because then well and that's the thing is like you're not necessarily making things easier for yourself you're able to stay away from the time fall but you have to like go through these crazy paths you're making it a longer path you make these yeah. routes that are just obscenely long and crazy and like ter- treacherous terrain and it's all a matter of like can you do it and yeah. you just do do like, you do you want to prepare with a bunch of container repair spray and just head through the storm or do you want right. to try and avoid it do you want to fight the mules in the mule camp or do you want to work around them that type of thing or do you want to deal with with the uh the bts you yeah. know like you dealing with bts or you dealing with mules like you got to pick one yeah. and that's that and yeah. then it's yeah it's just the the choice making the decision making you have to make in that game is how it just allows you to play the way you want to play yeah. and kind of figure it out i think it's very cool um, definitely I didn't really play anything else. I got 
I played a, a couple minutes of Beyond Oasis on my Sega Genesis Mini that I got for <laughs> for Christmas. Awesome! It's it's great. That was one of our fifty games that every gamer should play. Um, and people should check it out if they got a Sega Genesis Mini. Um, and I got Ring Fit Adventure for the Switch, but mm. I'm already behind on my New Year's resolutions and have not played it yet because I have to clean up this basement so that I can run in place on the basement floor rather than up in my Pounding living room in where I'll wood floor. knock over my Ikea shelves yeah. and things. Um, but yeah, other than that, I think that's about it. Cool. Well, let's jump into it. I um, did play. Oh, you have more? Well, just sort of, yeah. More <laughs> Destiny doesn't count. No, I played um, a tiny bit of The Witcher 3 mm. because I started watching the TV show. And I was like, you and the entire Netflix crowd <laughs> all started playing The Witcher. Yeah. And well, I've played a shit ton of that game already. I've right. got like, I think, 165 hours in it or something. Um, and I fired it up. I was like, I have the two expansions to play still, which is, I've heard are great and they're it's long. Like 30 hours more of video game. Yeah, at least. Um, so I started making my way over to where those quests start and, um, I, that's really all I did. I was just like running around marveling at how fucking good the game looks still. Yeah. Like, I feel like it was almost like ahead of the curve when it came out or something. Cause well, it just looks really good. System now. struggled to play it when it first came out. Yeah, my, my computer ran it pretty well. And that was my your, last Your build. computer did. My, my PlayStation could not handle yeah. that game at all. They took a lot of time to optimize. Yeah. Things. It's definitely better optimized. Obviously you can run it on a switch now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, um, I think I think it's free on Game Pass for uh, yep. Xbox right now, not PC though, just regular. Yeah, I basically just wanted to mention that and the TV show because I mean the TV show supposedly isn't based so much on the games. It's based it's on, the, on books, the books, which are prior to the games in the canon. Yes, which, but the way the story is set up, it is kind of confusing. And I feel like if I hadn't played the games, I would have no idea where it was headed mm. until like, like I'm in the last episode now and there's only eight. Um, I don't think the story direction made any sense until like episode four or five. Yeah. <laughs> because it tells like the, there's like three different character threads and then they don't come together till like halfway into the show. Interesting. Or more than halfway for some of it. Um, I don't want to spoil it, but yeah. I watched the I, first 15 minutes of the first episode, and I was like, okay. <laughs> I will say it gets, it definitely gets better. Yeah. And it really hits its stride, like, midway through. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know if I would really watch it if I hadn't played the games. Yeah. It, you get a lot more out of it, like, lore-wise. And it, it it's impressive, like, they did a really good job, I think, with like the games actually following the books apparently can you materialize can you mod Geralt in in Witcher 3 to have a butt chin now is that possible <laughs> probably okay you can you can make him grow a beard so maybe, you maybe can I'll play it pretend now. he has a butt chin no it's got to be there I'm all about the realism Brian <laughs> the characters look different in general in the yeah. show yeah but yeah cool let's hit it It's time for our game of the... No, I'm just kidding. Anyway. 
time for our top five of the huge generic uh, music of the year. Yes. Um, who wants to start? Do, should we? I think we're gonna start doing. We'll just do our fives. And Let's then do, we'll do backwards our fours, though. And five we'll to one. Well, yes, but also I think. Um, do I? I usually want to do the games I wish I'd played beforehand. Okay. Okay. Just, just well, as that's like, kind of spoilery though. They're my disclaimer games. No, it's not because it's like they're not like these are things that people might expect on your list. Oh yeah. But they won't be on there because you haven't played them. I mean, plus everyone that's listening to this has listened to all the other episodes and knows what we've played throughout the true. year. True. Right? Very true. So. Duh. I'll I'll start Go with ahead. mine. Disco Elysium is one that I wish I had touched at all. Um, the the RPG with no combat about police stuff. I want to check that out. Uh, Outer Wilds is... I've played a little bit of it, but not enough for me to decide where it should land. And I really wish I had played more. Uh, Wilmot's Warehouse, a little puzzle game that I wish I would have played by Never Finji. Never even heard of it. It's a Finji game uh. of uh, Michigan fame. Oh, okay. And uh, A Plague Tale Innocence. Heard great things about it. Didn't have time to check it out. Isn't that on... Origin. Origin Access, yeah. Uh, A Short Hike is on Steam. It's like $7 and like two hours long. I've heard good things about it. Remnant from the Ashes is on Game Pass, and Uh... I wish I had played some of it because I've heard great things about it. Kind of shootery, Souls-like-ish game. And uh, Hypnospace Outlaw, of course, because... Of the th- the song Granny Cream's but hot butter ice cream, <laughs> that's really the only reason I want to play it now, and I'll probably buy it for that reason. Yeah, but those, Do you have the song? Did you pull it up? I I can I can pull it up as you're as you're talking. So yeah, um, so I had Disco Elysium also on my list as well as a Plague Tale, Innocence, um, Sekiro. I never played. I'd like to get into that. Jedi Fallen Order. I also want to get into that. I did download it. I just haven't had a chance to play it. Uh, the Surge 2, even though I didn't finish the first one, I want to check out the second one because it looked cool. Yeah. And I liked the first one. I just got to a point where I couldn't beat the boss that I w- needed to beat to progress, so I had to stop. Uh, and Code Vein, I just want to see what the final version of Code Vein ended up like. <laughs> yeah, I thought I saw it for like fairly cheap for like it's a still, holiday like sale. Everywhere I've seen it, it's like more than 30 bucks, and I'm okay. like, I don't want to invest yeah. that kind of money in a That's, game that I don't think I'm going to like. like. Yeah, yeah, for a game that you've tried. Although... Yeah. I have a feeling that like playing that at a PAX might be the, not the, the best, the worst way to try and yeah. get into that game. Oh, I'm sure, because I had no time to develop how to play it, and then I was just like thrown at a boss. So, yeah. but anyways, Brian, what about you? Um, I have a lot of the same games on my list uh, as Alex: Disco Elysium, Outer Wilds, um, Remnant was something I really wanted to play. I just forgot to add that on my list. Yeah. Um, Untitled Goose Game. Yes. Oh, I forgot about that one. Yes. Also on Game Pass at this point. Although so they're all on the, the maybe console, not on PC Game console Pass. one. Yeah. yeah. Same with Remnant. Or Remnant. 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 Rembrandt. Rembrandt from the ashes. <laughs> you play as the painter, risen as a phoenix, <laughs> zombie painter. Um, Death Stranding. Mm. Definitely wish I would have played that, especially before I sold my PlayStation. Yeah, but maybe I'll pick it up on PC. Yep. Um, and Borderlands Three, like I was all hyped to get that, and then I just didn't because I was just hearing like Very so mixed. much. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, do I really need to play this when Shadowkeep just came out? No, I don't. I can just keep playing Destiny. Yeah, 
And why I'll, would you want to play more uh, Borderland, like more of the same video game, when you could play Destiny Two? <laughs> but don't. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I gotta I, work on my timing. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm just. I'll pick with it up you, eventually. Know? Yeah. I'll wait till it's like twenty bucks. I have a free copy if you want it. Borderlands Three. Yeah, it came with my video card. Maybe I'm, I'm never gonna play it. So okay. All right. This is Granny Cream's hot butter ice cream from the video game Hyperspace Outlaw, uh, by the artist named Hot Dad. Butter. Mix it with the ice cream. Freeze it up. Cool. You can see it on your screen. Put it in your microwave. Make it real hot like a soup or a dip. We call it heat and sip. <laughs> it's so good. It's just the most like melodically rich song about the dumbest fucking shit. And <laughs> <laughs> it's like 10 seconds long. And it's extremely catchy. It's so good. Have fun getting that out of your head. You're uh, welcome. Yeah, it, I I mean, it's worth it. <laughs> it's totally worth it. Uh, anyway, that's, that's from Hypnospace Outlaw, yeah. which I think is on PC only, but um, probably worth pecking, picking up just for that. Granny right. Green Cream's Hot Butter Ice Cream apparently makes me emotional because my eyes are watering right now. Alex, what's your number five? My number five game this year is Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Um it's a very, very well put together. I think it might be my favorite of the Souls games that I've played, um, including things like Neo, like non from software Souls like stuff. But it's just so, uh, so tightly constructed and very focused on how it wants you to play. And I think it does the best job of making you get better at what you're doing. Mm hmm. And, uh, and I have a feeling that, you know, I, that's one that I really, really want to go back. Like I've, I, I'd like to go back to Bloodborne at some point, but at this point, like it never drew me in enough for me to be like, Hey, I should go play this. But Sekiro, for some reason, I think the kind of like pseudo feudal Japan kind of feeling to it makes me want to pick it up again yeah. and, and keep going. So Sekiro is my number five. Cool. Brian, what about you? It's actually my number five as well. Hey. Why? I would probably put it higher, but I just haven't played that much of it, to be honest. But I still had to put it on the list. For one, I didn't play that many games this year. <laughs> and two, it's just so well put together. It's just a very well-designed game, and it is fun, and it looks and sounds great. And Still super hard. Yeah, it's very challenging, yeah. But it's it's worth it. But I feel like the challenge... Of it is a little more transparent than it is in the older From Software games. Yeah. Like, you, you have a pretty good idea what you're doing wrong mm -hmm. right away. Versus, like, Bloodborne, you just don't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, for instance, you could leave the beginning area and not pick up your weapons, you know. Or... <laughs> That's a good one. That's a really old callback. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I what do you what do you when you say you didn't play a lot of games this year? Like what how many games did you play? I've got like 19. Um and I'm not really seems, sure. Probably only around like 10. Like 19 seems like more than I remember playing to be honest. With I you. have 19 <laughs> as well. I did make a top 10. Um but uh, you know, I think I, I think 5 is perfectly reasonable. Yeah. I've what we've done in the past. Too, surprisingly so. did a good job um 
not restraining all of myself the money. and not buying a bunch of games. Yeah, I did. I guess I'd that. want to know, like, from our listeners, if that's what they would prefer is if we spent more time on particular games or if they want us to just play through everything that comes out. Yeah, and we could try and diversify a little bit too. Yeah, you know, we have we do have different tastes in a lot of cases, even though Brian and I have the same. Yeah, number like five, for instance, but... my number five is guilt. Yeah, there you go. And basically Stadia in general, I'm going to give my number five too, because I think Stadia needs to be on the board, uh, even though it's a platform and not really a game. But Guilt is great. Google has n- like just has no business being in the video game industry, but now they do, and they do it really well, because Guilt is an extremely well put together game from Google's own studio, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to give it to Guilt. And if you don't have a Stadia, just wait in a couple months, you'll be able to play Stadia games for free without needing to buy a controller or anything. Um, you can just do it on your computer if you'd like. But when can I play on my damn iPad? That's all I want. Yeah. You can do it right now. With your iPad? Yes. You oh. just you use Chrome and you pull up the desktop site. Oh. Okay. You tell it you you tell it to force the desktop site instead of I using guess the I'll mobile. I'll have to try that out. I didn't know. You can know do that. it on any Android phone, any Android tablet, any Chrome, like anything using Chrome, you push it to the desktop site and you can do it. Huh. Okay. So anyways, guilt is sweet. Stadia Suite, I love them both. Alex, what's your number four? My number four is Tetris 99. Really? Yeah. I, I didn't even have that on my list. That puts me at 20. There nice. you go. Uh, Tetris 99 is fantastic. And I still, the only time that I have won at Tetris 99 is when I was playing on a Switch Lite at a Best Buy against a bunch of bots. <laughs> And it was it was the most triumphant moment of video gaming that I've had this year. Because you would think the bots can play better than a human. Probably. Well, I mean, uh, it's also like an in-store demo, so like maybe yeah. they toned it down to make you feel like you're good at it. And Apparently, then, yeah. one of the Kotaku writers is like a Tetris genius, according yeah. to Jason Schreier and Kirk Hamilton. Like he's apparently a, a total badass at playing Tetris and like owns that. Like that's his favorite game is Tetris 99. Yeah. So no, that's I mean that's awesome. The thing about it is like it's weird that um. I'm actually going to double check here. I think it came out in like February. Yeah, that sounds about right. I think it was around the same time that you were doing your uh, your uh, Alex Dies Twice on yeah. Twitch as well as your Resident <laughs> February Evil. February 13th, 2019. I was just making sure because yeah. it came out in like kind of close proximity. It feels... It, it was it was close to Resident Evil and, and uh, Sekiro. It was in that same yeah. vein of games because you were doing all of your streaming at that same time. But it also feels like it's not that far after Tetris... Um, Tetris Effect? Tetris Effect as well, but I think they're two completely different flavors of Tetris. Yeah, Tetris Effect was November okay, of 2018. Yeah, that makes sense. Because I, I picked it up the same time I bought uh, Fallout 76. Okay, yeah. But the the competitive nature of Tetris 99 is just fascinating, and I think it's an interesting game design. Uh, honestly, it's, it's fantastic, and I'm glad it exists. Cool. cool. I forgot it came out this year. I did play it once, and I lost. So it's your number one, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Didn't make any of my lists. That's a shame. Keep, I'm keep not good. a huge Tetris person. I really appreciate it, but I've always been bad at it, and I have no desire to get good at it. Can we make a game called Huge Tetris? I don't know what the premise is, but it sounds awesome. I don't. I know nothing about the game design. Insta- anyway. Instead of it being like an uh, a nine a nine grid uh nine by whatever grid, it's like a f- it's like a four by five grid. <laughs> it's like big ass blocks. What if you're just like? What if you play as a guy that's the size of one of the blocks, and he has to like carry the large Tetris pieces <laughs> and into, put them in place? Yeah, 
huge Tetris. <laughs> For some reason, I thought this was going somewhere in the direction of making a joke at the expense of my small mouth. No, but if you want it to go that route, we, we can, can figure it we out. We can take it we that way. We can keep way. workshopping okay. this. You and the huge dudes in your small mouth. Yeah, there you go. Huge blocks. Taking those huge blocks with your small mouth. <laughs> okay. Hi, right, Brian. You're number four. <laughs> number four, The Outer Worlds. Like, even though I can't seem to play it for extended periods of time, <laughs> for whatever reason, I still, like, really think it's cool and well-designed and it's fun. And, yeah, like, I hope they make more games like that that are, like, that in that flavor, but short you know are you looking forward to the dlc mm, when i finish the game maybe i'll check it out it's not out yet it's coming out it. this year yeah i'm yeah. pretty far i think i'm at least three quarters. but i'm saying like are you interested in the idea of them adding to yeah yeah not that they've been that explicit about like oh is it new planets or new story I like mean, whatever it is but definitely one of the best parts is the writing yeah they're really good at writing games so um yeah so that's that. Very cool. I'm getting a buzz in my headphones. Me too. It's probably it fine. Just, it just stopped. Yeah. That, that happens sometimes. All right. Anyways, uh, my number four is Bloodstained. Uh, I really like this game, and I figured it needed to be in my top five because it is the spiritual successor to my favorite game of all time. Uh, and according to Drew, I've barely scratched the surface because he said that there are a lot of really awesome things that are bigger callbacks to Symphony of the Night that I haven't even uncovered yet. I've heard that as well. Which is exciting. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert, apparently there's multiple castles. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Bloodstained's great. If you have not played Symphony of the Night or Bloodstained, by all means, do it. Symphony of the Night's available on Xbox, I believe. You can play it through the uh, like the old school like 360 arcade stuff. It's also in the Castlevania Requiem collection on PS4. So. There you go. Bloodstained is actually on Xbox Game Pass. Yeah, yeah so if you have Game DC, Pass, play play Bloodstained. I tried to download it last week, but it it failed for some reason. Like Xbox was, the services were not working right that day. It's a beautiful game. My only gripe with it is I think some of the hitboxes are a little bit cheap, but that's just me. I'm curious if the Switch version has gotten any more polished. I know that they were very focused on on fixing performance fixing it yeah and, and trying to get it up and running but i don't know it, how that it would be out. i mean that's the thing those side scrollers like that are like the perfect kind of game for a switch for sure and especially one like that that has so much to do and is such an, a a deeply developed game like that would be great to take on the go yeah uh you know on an extended road trip or something for so. sure alex number three my number three is a little game called death stranding that's number three. I figured yeah. it'd be higher. Nope. Ooh. Uh, it was a. It's a rough year for for not Man. not rough, but a good year for Goose video games. games. Your number one, isn't it? Kojima slipping. We'll just have to wait and see. Um, <laughs> Death Stranding. I think hits. I'm only two thirds of the way through it, but I've put 45 hours into this game, and I think that says a lot. That like over this entire holiday break, I was playing this game from like 11 p.m. to four in the morning, every night every night and um it hits you over the head with its with its themes and it's not particularly subtle about really anything in the game but 
I like the world that was constructed so much. I love all of the proper nouns that are floating around the game, like BTs and void outs. And like, it's just got this style to it. Not only does it look great, but also just like any kind of, you can tell that it's a game that Kojima poured his heart into. For sure. And it's nice to see him able to get weird again. Like, <laughs> not that, not that Metal Gear Solid 5 wasn't weird because make it Kojima is. Kojima weird again. Yeah. Yeah. Sony did make Kojima weird again. And, and it's great to just kind of. That's a red hat I can get behind. I, I, I wasn't, I was very skeptical of this game, even in the first five hours that I put in it. I didn't think I was going to like it. I didn't think it was going to catch me, but all of a sudden, maybe five to ten hours in, something clicked, and I was like, all right, I'm here for the long <laughs> haul, and 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 I have been, and it's it's great. Literally the long haul. This, this game, I think, if it would have been released in pretty much any other year, there's a good chance it would be number one, but clearly there's two more games that I think are superior to it in different ways so i'm excited to talk about this but death stranding is fantastic i was not expecting to have it on my list in fact when i first wrote this top 10 it was number eight mm. and i moved it up to number three today because i was like yep yeah it needs to be there so so yeah just to cut corners it's my number two ah there we go uh, and it's a game and i put it at number two like my number one is a game i actually beat like i beat mm. I played through all almost all of it. Yeah. Ninety percent of it. It sounds like you didn't beat it, John. <laughs> I'll explain. We'll get there. <laughs> I'll explain. But Death Stranding, um, yeah, like you said, you, you kinda hit this point where it just clicks and mm -hmm. the game is like it I was having this conversation with Drew last night at his house and uh just about how there's something about like just it's so gratifying to just deliver packages. Yeah. Like it's Which really again like, it's so the, it's so hard to well, explain. Everybody loves receiving packages true. yes that's I mean, true bringing joy to people i definitely am more bummed on a day where i don't get any mail in the yeah. mailbox at home i'm always but... like damn i wish i, sh I would have ordered something on amazon <laughs> two I, days ago if i yeah. could just order empty boxes on amazon and then just have them deliver i'm just gonna start sending empty boxes to brian's house <laughs> i might just think i'm getting bombs or something <laughs> why is this box wrapped in red tape <laughs> uh, but yeah it's there's something gratifying about the game that's just really hard to explain and, and i was telling drew last night that I, th I think it's a game everybody needs to try it's definitely not for everyone i think i voiced that previously but i you know it, it's a game everybody needs to give a shot because there's something there's something about it and there's just, nothing else like it yeah you're not gonna find it anywhere else and it's it's great very unique yeah brian what's your number three um the division two actually right on because when it comes down to it, like I spent a ton of hours playing that game in a very short amount of time. It had its hooks in me. And yeah. I don't recall like anything terribly unenjoyable about that time that we played so much of it. For sure. <laughs> um, other than when we, when we sort of ran out of stuff to do. Yeah, because we were waiting for the end game. Yeah. But um, like they did such a good job with the end game this time too, with like the, how the the other faction of enemies rolls in and like yeah, it was very changes. cool. Um, Made, the world has this level of dynamicness. Yeah. Dynamicism. It's like, I, I really, I really loved the, uh, the first one. Um, and I just thought it was like so much better in like every way than For the sure. first one. I agree. Um, 
yeah, I would say the only thing I was disappointed in when it comes down to it is like we didn't spend much time in the dark zone and I felt like there wasn't much of a reason to anymore. Mm. Whereas it used to be like that where was kind of part of the end shit. game. Yeah. Yeah. Um so I think they, they screwed up a little bit in that department, but it, it I don't know. The game's just so good outside of that that it's not even that important. Well, and it's a, it seems like a, it's a little bit of the same thing that Destiny has done and kind of the, what you were saying last week. Like, you can play Destiny the way you want to play it and keep getting yeah. good stuff, right? So the idea that they don't force you into the dark zone to, to do what you want to get what you want to get is cool, but also it, it, it sucks. It doesn't push you out of your comfort zone the way well, the first game did. Well, I mean, even like the last few experiences we had in the dark zone, I just recall them being so not fun because yeah. there were people who somehow had a meta build that would just destroy us in zero time and like it's we were in we weren't even in like the dark dark zone we were in like the normal dark zone where like you're it's dark, all dark. the light dark zone well there's like there's like the one where the where <laughs> your gear score doesn't matter and then there's the one where your gear score does matter yeah. and like we were in the one where it doesn't matter like anybody can go in there you're all it's all based on the non-equalized. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was awful. Like, we would just get fucking wrecked yeah, every time. Yeah, just like one-hitted. And, and it was, and we weren't even, like, bothering people. You know, we just, we were trying to just do some of the other shit that's in there that you can do, and yeah. it just made it not fun to do that because we were just getting rolled everywhere we went. And it was the same group of people following us everywhere we went, too. So we were just being trolled the entire time, so... Granted, it kind of sucked that we didn't have a whole crew. There was just Brian and I, and like yeah. so I think there was like one random dude who was in there that we were playing with, kind of like yeah. he wasn't a, he wasn't fighting us, and we weren't fighting him, but we were helping each other out, kind of. So, but yeah, it's yeah, the, the division two is is great. Otherwise, so are you good? My my I'm number good, three, um, yeah, my number three is control, and it's number three because I haven't finished it. Um. I think it would place higher if I had finished it because I can't stop thinking about it, which is similar to Death Stranding. I haven't finished it, but I can't stop thinking. There, there's a key to these games that are in my <laughs> top three that I can't stop thinking about playing them, and I yeah. want to. And uh, Control is just this perfect blend of a well-put-together action game with the X-Files yeah. and like Fringe, and it does this thing for my paranormal the things that I like about paranormal shit, it, it's like totally scratching that itch for me. And even last night, like I played it for a couple of hours and like it was enough to like kind of satiate my need to play a game. And then I like went to bed and I felt good about it and I had really fucking weird dreams and it was totally worth it. Like I had a dream about being in a shipwreck. It was super weird. <laughs> Don't know why that happened. You have to write that, write that letter and send it to the Federal Bureau of Control so it can get. Yeah. Get processed. Yeah. As a, as an AWE, but yep. yeah, it's uh, what a cool game, what a what a what a cool game that I'm upset I waited this long to play it. I like I, I definitely think that's a problem. Yeah. Like I wish I would have picked it up sooner, but I don't think I would have had anything that played it properly up yeah. until now. You wouldn't have sick ray tracing if yeah, you had true. waited. I can play it with You're sick it in the ray best tracing. Possible version that you can't. Even so. though I only get a solid forty five frames, it still that's looks enough totally for that kind of game. Fucking beautiful. Honestly, at that point, well, no. even even with everything running, happening when yeah. shit's popping off, like I got to that one boss that's like the rolling ball of chaos. Yeah, God. and like that thing was like super easy to like trap or whatever. But like uh, when that thing was going nuts, like it's not shit's, even a boss. It's not. It's just a puzzle. But yeah. like it's a puzzle boss in a way. But I mean, there's particles flying everywhere and yeah. like. 
you're seeing your reflection and its reflection in the windows and like you're oh, just oh yeah i didn't just, see any of that yeah. dude <laughs> Damn. i'm telling you man ray tracing is fucking dope yeah no i i really need to to check it out with with ray tracing it is it is too, i should have just brought my other computer over <laughs> so we can see yeah. it i'd be curious if you hooked up to your tv and did it at 4k how you how you get because you're playing at 1440 right yeah so I wonder if if you got a solid thirty and four K with ray tracing, I wonder how great that would look. Honestly, oh, I think man, it'd probably man. look pretty sweet. That's a bit tempting now. I'm sure, it's twenty. <laughs> it's worth a try. A twenty eighty Ti I could do that for sure. The yeah. problem is I've run out of shelf space around the TV, and mm. the TV's so big it's hard to hook anything up to it because I have to pull everything off of the shelf in front of it in order to like turn it and get. Because I've got like a, I've got a sound bar and like other yeah. you know all the. It's fucking, a very. The PSVR box and Condensed stuff. And space. It's very tight right yeah. now. And it's like, it took me an hour to unhook the switch box to bring downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> we, we should probably engineer something for you that would allow you to. Yeah. Quick. I need remove. like a, like a single HDMI switch or something like that. Yeah. Just, so. just to give you another access point for yeah. all of it. Anyways, Alex, number two. My number two is a video game, uh, that is called resident evil two. Uh, this is one of the best remakes ever made, period. Um, it improves upon a game that I already thought was like a perfect game. Um, it's scary as hell. It's Some of it's just downright terrifying. Dealing with Mr. X gives me like anxiety. I'm, th- I'm anxious thinking about dealing with Mr. X right now. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Watching you play it on Twitch when you were doing your speed runs was super enjoyable and that's the that's the thing like i those modes were in the original game i never touched them because it was just too uh too stressful for me like honestly when people would say they could beat resident evil 2 in like a couple hours i was like you're insane how is that even possible like they must be playing at a skill level that i've never understood but the fact that like the the tofu and the hunk runs kind of force you through basically the entire map of the game in like a very fast fashion with a high concentration of enemies it's so interesting and compelling and the fact that i was able to make it through those and do it on stream yeah was fucking awesome like it everything about this game is fantastic and like it honestly, like, I don't even need to think about the PlayStation 1 version anymore because this is the perfect version of this game. And that, to me, is... Are you crying? No, I don't, I'm getting there, but <laughs> it's it's the most successful remake of a game that I think I've ever seen, even above Shadow of the Colossus, which I think, like, that game... Making that game with updated graphics was all you needed to do. But Resident Evil 2 made the game with better graphics, made the controls even better made the gameplay loop a little more different, changed the way that Mr. X worked. Like, it did so much to kind of refine the original and make it even more of what it was. Yeah. And I think that's an accomplishment. Do you think a lot of, like, the control scheme updating had to... Do you think Resident Evil 7 had anything to do with that? Like, them showing that they didn't have to use the weird clunky controls they were using before and people still enjoy the the I think that really came from Resident Evil 4. Yeah. Although, obviously, Resident Evil 4 is where it kind of became like, oh, those games aren't scary anymore, but they're fun. Yeah. Like, it it was a very well-controlling game. 
But yeah, I mean, I think Resident Evil 7 probably got them to a place where they were like, what can we do to make these games more scary again? What can we do to put the the player on edge more? And I think they certainly, like the Mr. X stuff is 100% of the father in Resident Evil 7. I forget his name. Yeah, like breaking through the walls and shit. Yeah, like like, chasing you around. That's 100% Mr. X, the fact that Mr. X can follow you like that. And so I think... They've done a good job of learning what they can do differently, and I'm really curious to see what they do with um, the three Resident Evil 3, because that entire game is Jill getting followed by Nemesis, and if that's... Yeah. Like, if they if they make Nemesis follow you through that entire game, I don't know that I'm going to be able to play it. Like, I can't... It It's so, like, stressful, but a good stressful when Mr. X is around, and the idea of him being there for the entire game for something like Nemesis is, is just... I don't know. I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I can put myself <laughs> through that. Um, I would definitely put that on my game or my list of games I wish I would have played too. Yeah. Yeah, I think and here's the thing. I think this game this version of the game feels like it will be more timeless than the original ever was. For sure. Um that game eventually reached a point where it was like we all acknowledge that this game was one of the best games of all time, but nobody wants to play it anymore. And the fact that they made this remake and it makes makes me want to engage with it again, I think is part of the reason that I have it so high on this list. So, yeah. Make Alex engage again. Yeah. Brian, number two. Number two, uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Because it was awesome all the way through. Like, my complaints with it are pretty minimal. Like, it it definitely was a bit buggy. Um, and, like, had these weird frame rate hiccups that... Mm-hmm just made no sense because it was running at like 80 frames per second most of the time. <laughs> yeah. uh, then it drops down to it, 20. Yeah, it was like all the detail. Up. But if you went to spin around, it would just stop for a sec. And <laughs> yeah, that was cool. Um, but it looked great. And, it, and like, I mean, just the animation, everything is just awesome. The sound is like so Star Wars. Mm-hmm. It, um, great sound design. The music um, too. It's just very cinematic in general. But, like, I think the biggest surprise for me is that it was actually a ton of fun. Like, the gameplay was awesome, and I wasn't necessarily expecting it to be. Um, and the story was pretty solid, and I really enjoyed the whole exploration mechanic and, like, the classic kind of Metroid-y, like, approach to the, the level design where you're abilities you got throughout the game a lot opened up different areas to you um it all just seemed like a weird fit for star wars but it fit perfectly yeah um yeah awesome game and i actually finished it might be the only single player game i finished this year (laughs) um it was number seven on my on my top 10 i liked it quite a bit I, I figured it might make what your list, but I can't, there are things I forgot about, like RE2. Yeah. So, um, yeah, good game. And I didn't pay for it. I managed to finish it right before my Origin Access premiere I, ran out. <laughs> I ended up paying another $15 for it, unfortunately, but $30 for that game was still totally worth it. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those games I wish I played, especially considering, like, 
how into Star Wars I got after finishing The Mandalorian. Yeah. Like I want, I just want more Star Wars. That's enough, a perfect thing to jump into. I was feeling where, the same thing. Well, that's at the, the thing is like I, I restarted the entire series of movies. So yeah. I watched episodes one and two, and then I'm currently and you watching watching the entire. No, no, no. And now and I'm currently you fell asleep during two when they were <laughs> now ro- I'm watching Clone around. Wars the cartoon, and when Clone Wars is done, I'm going to watch episodes three, and then when three is done, I'm going to watch Rogue One, and and then. Uh, yeah, like I don't remember where Rebels falls in in the timeline. It's somewhere um, in there between but, three and four. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just gonna go through the whole line, and then uh, that game takes place when? That's after Return. No, no that that game is uh, is after three. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. So that should be, I I should play it in succession. The, I want the best. That's yeah. You totally should. I think that'd be great. The 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 best thing that that game does is deal with the implications of Order sixty six okay. when all yeah. the Jedi's got executed. Cool. And and it's just that that is the strong point of the game to and me. There just, are there are some good callbacks to things that you would only be familiar with if you had watched Clone Wars. Actually, yeah. Okay. The, cool. The cartoon. Yeah, and, like and all Rebels, of Dathomir and, and like yeah, all that yeah. stuff, the Night Sisters. It was absolutely. all super cool. There's like good fan service, but it's not like it doesn't hit you over the head with yeah, it, and that's not all the it game. Does, is. And not knowing it, it doesn't take away from the experience. Yes, so, no, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, I, I like like I said, I I wish I would have played it, but now that I'm going back through all of my Star Wars, like. I want to play everything in in canon. Like I think that would be. I think it'll be a richer experience for you. Yeah. If you, if you do it after Clone Wars stuff, like I, cool. it made me wish that I had known a lot of that stuff. So if, I I will probably go back and watch the cartoons because of it. Right yeah. on. And on Origin Access Premiere, they have basically all the Star Wars games too. Yeah, for sure. Like I think maybe they're missing. Where like, does X Wing versus Tie Fighters? It's fit on there. In the, fit uh, in the canon. I think I'm not sure actually. I I would I I wouldn't be shocked if it does, but I'd never even thought of it as being in the canon anywhere. So, doesn't it deal with some of the main story like stuff? I have no idea. I don't. Don't remember. you do like a trench run or something like that? Like I feel yeah, like on the third Death Star. X Wing versus kidding. Tie Fighter has a lot of like greatest hits kind of missions. In okay. it. I don't recall that one having a like a it's like a specific narrative. story arc. Yeah. X Wing does. Okay. And Tie Fighter has a great narrative. Tie Fighter actually finished. And that game is, yeah, it's so awesome. Hmm. Um, it it also has like a subplot kind of line, like you can join like a secret order of pilots that are basically report directly under Emperor Palpatine. Huh. It's so cool. That's yeah. interesting. Um, but we're not talking about Tie Fighter right now. <laughs> yeah. Any. Uh, well, my number two was Death Stranding, which we already talked about. So I'm gonna just jump to my number one because we're on number ones anyway. Sure. Let's come back this way. Yeah. My number one is The Division Two, and I finished wow. that except for the end game. That was that last ten okay. percent that I haven't touched. And yeah. again, it, it a lot of that deals with the fact that like we just didn't have a crew to play with. It was literally just Brian and I. Nobody else seemed interested in it. Everybody else was. Everybody who would have played it was like, I'm going to wait. And like, I get it. Because That's not the kind of game you wait no, on, in my opinion. It's not. No, you, and you want to get into it right away when the hype train and that's, is that's hot. The, the problem is like we got so into it we played that game most of March at least until yeah, like Anthem like, dropped probably and, like, every night and we played I had I think I had 98 hours logged in that game that's a lot of time invested for me at mm-hmm. this point in my life personally and I was obsessed with that game like I wanted like I still again it's a game that I constantly think about going back and playing but then I remember that I don't have anyone to play with and it it makes me want to kind of jump on the message boards and like talk to people on the subreddit and just be like 
does anybody want to start like a crew that hasn't played since launch and like just yeah. play like how many of you haven't touched this game in nine months and want to start who, playing who wants again? to go like, back and finish the end game <laughs> yeah, yeah and like i want to do all that stuff and they've added there's the two extra episodes that they've released and there's all kinds of like other little bits of content that they've put out and i mean when i bought my new computer and put it all together that was one of the first games i fired up because i couldn't wait to see what it looked like yeah and let me tell you with everything cranked it is fucking gorgeous like <laughs> What a beautiful game. And then going going into photo mode and like just looking at everything frozen in time, like volumetric fog and rain and like all this shit, like wow. That's like, awesome. It's yeah. I mean that's that's one of those games that, you know, it like you think back to the division one when, when Ubisoft announced the game and everybody was like, Oh yeah, those graphics are amazing and then the game came out and everybody was like, Oh, it doesn't look anything like they told us it would this like if you've got the shit to do it this game looks better than what they told you it was going to look like mm -hmm. but it's it's a fun i liked doing the sh the missions to track down the exotic components and making the exotic weapons and like having chatterbox is like one of the coolest guns because every shot that lands it speeds up the fire the rate of fire of the gun like cool things like that like yeah I this the game made me think about what I was doing with my gear finally and like I never cared about any of that shit with Destiny or like any of the other M MMO like shooter shooters whatever like I never thought about what shooter I never thought about the implications of like what I was equipping and what it was going to do to my weapons and my build out my loadout like and I actually was thinking about that stuff now so I I was way into this game more so than I thought I was I guess and I'm bummed out that like I can't there's nobody else to play it with so <laughs> exactly that's <laughs> yeah that's how i feel every time i think about it i'll play with you again but, i updated the game yeah i just it, it would be really nice if we could actually get a squad yeah. like if we could have enough people to play together and what do is the, the squad size for i think it's four yeah but it'd, be, it'd just be cool to have more people to play with so yeah. i really yeah i am disappointed we never did the raid that would have been cool i'm sure we you did most of the other to... end game content I'm sure you could find people at this well, point. Well, raid ended up being so hard, and it had no matchmaking. Yeah, like Bungie raids and Destiny raids. Um, they ended up implementing like an easy mode, I guess, hmm. that uh, allowed matchmaking. It still wasn't easy, but easier. Um, but they kind of implemented that like after we were out of it for a while and yeah. playing other things, so we never went back and tried it. Yeah, and that's that's part of the catch twenty two of like having a gaming podcast is like you can't really sit on the same game all the time if you're trying to be current and keep your content like relevant so people care i think there's a way for us to adjust and figure that, out we just said again it we, like calls back to my previous statement of like what what do our listeners want from us like would they rather us spend time on games or should would we they, should we like would would reporting on more news be better do you want us to like find topics to discuss so that we could kind of supplement the weeks where we're not buying a new game every week you yeah. know like it, it'd be good to, to talk to people and figure it out so for Maybe sure. we'll get in the Discord and, and chat some people up. mpn.bz slash Patreon. Sign up and you can talk to us. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the Division 2 is my number one. Cool. Brian, awesome. what about you? Um, well, I didn't get it until like a couple weeks ago, <laughs> but uh, I put Control there because even though I haven't finished it yet, I've played a large chunk of it and I've played enough of it to know that it's better than all the other games I played this year. This is also my number one. And nice. Yeah. It's just so solid, like narratively, the atmosphere 
and the controls, honestly, of control <laughs> are really good. And it's like... Yeah, with a controller and control, it controls well. Remedy's had so <laughs> many solid games that like are very memorable to me over the years, but um, like none of them have nailed everything like this game does. Like It's like they finally learned from all of their past games how to make like the perfect game. And like my only real complaint is the weird difficulty spikes that it has yeah. and the shitty checkpoints. So two complaints, I guess. The checkpoints are not bad most of the time. It's just bad if you encounter a boss and like you can't beat that boss on the first try. <laughs> then the then the checkpoints suck. Yeah. And you you lose something every time, like a form of currency every time you die. But unlike a Souls game, you can't get it back, as far as I can tell. Which currency? The uh, the main one that you get the most of. Yeah. Like the points so like feed the, into the three upgrades. point things. Yeah. yeah. Like so you it, lose it you lose portions of that every time you die. Like later yeah. in the game, I feel like it doesn't make as much of a difference because you yeah. have so much of it. But it's and still at that sucks. point, you're probably so leveled up, you don't need any of it. Um. I mean, yeah, that's really, like, my only issue. Because even, like, the problem with the checkpoints is they make it to where you have to fight enemies to get back to the boss, whereas games that have similar checkpointing systems like Dark Souls games, for example, or even Jedi Fallen Order, allow you to pretty much bypass any of the enemies to get to the boss again. Yeah. Or they put the checkpoint right at the boss. Yeah. Um, and this is kind of killing my fun later in the game. I like I've played a pretty good chunk of it. I feel because I was just so addicted to it. Do ha mm, do ha? <laughs> How many <laughs> abilities do you guys have? Um, I have up to the shield at this point, mm. and I got to. I I was given the mission to go to um. Like a a light something about a light box or something like that or mm. I can't remember what it is. Okay, but obviously, like every time they give you one of those missions, it's it's another ability. I'm assuming. So I think so. Yeah. The the uh, what are they called? Uh, the objects of power. Yes. The oops. Yes. I think I have like four, maybe. Okay. All right. Well, I would love to do a spoiler cast with you guys in the future. Oh, I, where I, we can I plan just, on finishing this game. Like, I, can, I want to because it's so it's so fucking good. Like, there's it is, there's a point in the game where when you have all the abilities, the like you basically need to grow a third hand in order to be able to do everything that you want to be able to do at once. Well, and that's, it's that's awesome. what I was saying when I when because I, I was playing mouse and keyboard. And then it gave me the dash ability, and I'm like, oh hell yeah! But then it it assigned it auto assigns the dash ability to the left control, I mean, you so you can change it. You can change it, but like clearly they set up controls in the, in a particular manner, so they're the most intuitive for whatever I, like I mean, interface you're using. And like I'm sitting there like trying to do like a a dash run, like reaching down with my pinky and like cramping up my wrist, like. And I'm, I and then I was like, no, like I have to use a controller for this game. It's clearly meant for a, like to use some form of like actual control interface other than a mouse and keyboard. So I hooked up my Xbox controller, and it's the flow, the fluidity of action is just. When you're fucking mowing down a crew of those dudes, and then one of them's weak enough for you to grab and throw at the other ones, and then you could throw up a shield real fast to block a missile and then grab the other missile mm. and throw it back at them like it you 
there's a there are very few games that make you feel like that much of a fucking superhero. Well, and there's the thing with the shield too that I think I don't know if it's immediately when you, when you can launch the shield. Yeah. Well, I because there's an enemy that does that, so I'm assuming yeah, you can so eventually do that. too. At least one of the things on the tree for the shield is that you can you can launch you throw the shield at whatever's in front of you when when you uh, stop holding the button. Yeah, I guess I think you might be further than me then. And being able to just like combo all of the different things well, you can do together in this the, game the ability missions are they're not mandatory like no you, but the the access to get to the shield is blocked by like that one of those red force field deals so like i haven't like i got that the red force fields you just have to ago. shoot there's the other red blocks in the room you are shoot you fucking kidding me that's all you have to do <sighs> you shoot those other i red probably blocks. should have had that like 10 hours ago and, then well, it's it. The thing is, is that comes up in like the mission notes or whatever, like the some of the the, well, I, the terminology you get. I've been like, cheating myself and not reading everything I pick up. That's that's oh, a major man. problem too, because the one of the reasons this game is my number one is because the amount of shit to read. Once again, <laughs> well, no, like I, I shouldn't like that, but I do. I know is it's, the weird it's thing. amazing, <laughs> and the fact that like there's once again, this is another game with so many different proper nouns, like, and it's it's just. But it, it gives you definitions of every single one of them. It gives you all the definitions, and on top of that, like the game just immediately hooks you in with it. You're yeah. like you you you're immediately on on board with all of it. And I think Death Stranding does it okay and better than other Japanese games or like Kojima games. Yeah. But there's something about control that just kind of like slowly lures you in. Until you like get to the point where the, the 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 first director or the previous director shoots himself right in front of you, yeah, and that you're like, all right, I guess I need to figure out everything about this video game now, and <laughs> and it just it's we could, fantastic. We can definitely talk more about it. Like the main character is awesome. Like yeah. I love her internal monologue that she has going on. Absolutely, and uh, I I like how like confident she is and not a pushover in any way compared mm -hmm. to some like female main characters in video games. Yeah, but, that was one thing I noted too is like she has like the confidence of her as a character is fantastic. Like in the dynamic that she has with other characters in the game is is really well put well, together. Well, the fact that like she walks in and becomes the director and still is like oh all right I guess I'm going to figure out how to be the director of this yeah. thing that I just found. Like, well, and I just, I got to a point where like, I'm talking to another character and the character's like, there, there's lots of hiss in this particular lab. And she's like, I'll do it. And yeah. like, and then you're just like, <laughs> okay. And then you go and it's literally you. And there's two of the other Rangers that are not, they haven't been taken over by the hiss. And there's like a shitload of hiss and you're just in there and you're just like, bah, 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 like just fucking yeah. laying waste to these dudes. And that's when the guy pops out, who's got the shield that he throws at you. That's okay. I just, yeah. I just did that last night. And I was like, man, like these boss fights are cool. Like they're all a little bit of the same, but they add a different element. Yeah. Like, cause you run into those floating hiss that can fling rocks at you, but then you have this new floating hiss. That's got a whole shield around him that you mm -hmm. can't touch until he tries to throw the shield at you. And then you can just shoot the shit out of him. Like, yeah, but yeah, like, like her confidence in the, in that particular scene, like made me laugh. Cause she's, they're just like, it's loaded with hiss and we don't think we can handle it. She's like, I'll take care of your hiss. Like, yeah. I'm like, fuck yeah. Like you're a badass. The, the writing is just like really funny too. And the stuff that I have read, like all the extra notes and, and unlike some games where having documents lying around just seems like filler. It actually makes sense since you're in an office mm -hmm. 
and the, yeah. the heavy bureaucracy of the game is fantastic. Don't even get me started on how awesome the office is. Too. Yeah, the, the the oldest, the oldest house, house, like the whole design of that is just amazing. And any time that the uh, that the, the indestructible rubber ducky. Yes, but also the 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 whenever the old director appears to you over the the phone or whatever, like any time yeah. that they play, they like overlay the FMV over the game with like it's the too, deep red it's color. So cool! It looks insane even without ray tracing. Well, I even, can only imagine. Or it you see, more awesome. You get the the eight millimeter films playing, and you're watching them, and it's a full, it's an FMV video. Yeah, and and you're like just. And well, I don't know if it's you guys or it's just me because of my sweet ray tracing rig or anything, <laughs> but like it doesn't feel out of place. It doesn't yeah. seem yeah. out of place. Yeah, it looks good. It it just like it feels very like I don't, it it's unbelievable. Remedy's it, always been like ahead of the curve with presentation. Like yeah. Max Payne, awesome. Like the whole comic book thing, and uh, like they Alan started the they show. started bullet time in video games. It's funny because you don't hear of like people don't talk about remedy that much but i feel like this this game's a sleeper hit in my opinion oh, yeah. i feel yeah. like nobody's talked about it that's that's not necessarily no. like the giant bomb crew's all about it but they also they have but I've, i feel like no like i didn't hear i feel like i didn't hear kotaku talk about it at all i feel like i didn't see ign talk about it at all like i haven't seen where like if it's ended up on their top tens or things not me or not, me either but, but like just in general like when it came out i feel yeah. like it kind of just came and went and you were like this game is awesome yeah well, and the thing about it is, even when the Giant Bomb guys were talking about it, or no, actually, I think it was Patrick Klepik who was excited about it because it was a new Remedy game. He went to see it at E3, and then he was he messaged back to Brad at, at Giant Bomb and was like, don't get excited. This doesn't seem good. Like, it didn't demo well at E3 at all. Mm. But then when they came back and played it at, at release, everyone was like, Holy shit, this game yeah. is amazing. I mean, so, yeah. I was I skeptical. They, yeah. Because Quantum Break did not live up to expectations. Yeah. Like, and I finished that game still because of how good they are with like their narratives and um just I mean, it was a cool concept. It yeah. was. It just wasn't executed well like this game actually was. So. Yeah. I think it's probably the podcast game of the year would be my guess. I would I would put it there. Unless I think. anybody has, I mean, you know, if you guys really loved the division two and wanted to make it that, I, but I, feel I like, do, but I, I, mean, I feel like this is a game that we all can agree upon. Yeah. It's pretty fucking amazing. It's on all of our lists yeah. and two, two of us voted at number one. So I would say it should that's be our pretty. Game. Yeah. That's cool. No, I'm glad you guys, you guys have been playing. Like, I, it's I, just, again, I'm super disappointed. I picked it up so yeah. late. Like I wish I would have played it sooner. Yeah. I wish I would have played it sooner when I had a little more time and like had, and could just focus on, just that you yeah. know because the last end of this year was so jam-packed with shit it was mm -hmm. just it's hard it, yeah. it's so hard to play games well we'll definitely have to do about a spoiler get, cast about to get harder yeah, in six months for me <laughs> yeah you'll be playing a lot of switch a lot yeah. of dad simulator yep so, yeah. all right, let's go into some of our superlatives. We're going to start, or what, you got uh, something? Real quick, I'll do honorable mentions since I did make a top 10, okay. or the rest of my top 10. Number six was Fire Emblem Three Houses. Number seven was Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Number eight was Untitled Goose Game. Number nine was Bloodstained. And number 10 was Mortal Kombat 11. So those were the other games in my top 10. Right on. Um, I, I guess if I had to pick some, some of those... Uh, you know, honorable mentions. Crash Team Racing reboot was dope. Uh, uh, Days Gone, I think, needs to be thrown in there a little bit because Days Gone was a good game. It just wasn't good enough, I guess. Um, what else do I want? I uh, 
No Man's Sky Beyond I count as a as a as a game that was released this year because they unleashed the uh, VR like setup in that. Um, yeah, those are mine. Yeah. Any other honorable mentions, Brian? I mean, uh, I guess I would put Crash Team Racing in there because I think that might be the only other game I played on <laughs> <laughs> uh, Apex Legends. Yeah. All right. Well, superlative time. Uh, best free game. Apex Legends. Uh, mine is the best battle royale game that came out this year. It's a little game called Tetris 99. <laughs> I put Destiny New Light, the collection, because it only came out in Stadia and it was free. So, uh, the, And I think it's great. And it's the only way you can get everything in one go. Mm-hmm. You can't do it in any other platform. Tetris 99 is a little bit of a cheat because you do have to pay for the online for it. But yeah, it it's d- still like it was free otherwise. And I, I it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, biggest letdown. <laughs> Anthem. Yep. No, nope, that was mine. <laughs> I have a different biggest letdown. Really? Yeah. Well, I actually have two. <laughs> One of them is Dr. Mario World, which came oh, out on mobile. I okay. have a runner up, too. So okay. But go on. I was really sad about Dr. Mario World. I wish it was good because it should have been like yeah. mobile Dr. Mario. Just give me Dr. Mario on my phone for <laughs> once. Uh, my other biggest letdown Wolfenstein Youngblood. Yeah, I thought about putting that in this category, but I put it in a different category. Uh, right. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. No, that's very true. I think it'll it, fit there, too. It, I, man, we had so much fun playing that. It was a lot of fun. it broke. And, and that just fucking ruined yeah. it for me. Like it's, I would it, go I've, back to it at this point. Like, the memory of being pissed off at it has faded enough, but not so much feel, that it didn't make another... It category. feels a little poison to me, but I, I do think, especially because I think it does have some ray tracing in it too. Like if oh, I do yeah, get probably, stuff up and possibly. running, maybe I would come check it out. But we forgot to add Firewatch Zero Hour to our lists. Was that 2019? I'm pretty sure it was, like real early. Well, I have a good uh, I have a good place for that on my list, so we'll talk about it. But yeah, Wolfenstein and Doctor Mario World are my biggest letdowns. My runner up, like this is not. I'm not saying, let me just uh, preface this by saying this game is not a bad game. Yeah. But it let me down. I kind of just let myself down, I think, with it. Is uh, <laughs> Super Mario Maker 2. Okay. Uh, yeah, because, but I think that's totally valid. Like, I thought I was going to be so into this game. And I do like playing, like, the the single-player, like, sort of campaign. Um, I like playing other people's levels. But... I thought it was going to be all about making levels and I fucking hate making levels. Like it's the interface is such a chore to me, no matter which way you try to play it. It's literally the only advantage that the Wii U had over the switch. Honestly, the way it is now, I just can't do it. Like it just, it's so much of a chore that it's not fun whatsoever for me personally. Like maybe I just have to spend more time getting used to it, but I just hate the interface in like in handheld mode, being able to use the touch screen is great, but you're using a tiny ass screen and there's disadvantages there like play testing because playing Super Mario with the Joy-Cons is terrible yeah. compared to playing with the Pro Controller. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I guess I could set my my Switch down and then use the Pro Controller. It's got a kickstand, <laughs> man. It's just too much of a pain in the ass. Yeah, and, I, I did. And then I did it all mode. handheld. Like I would just play handheld and use the touch screen for most of it. Well, you guys have a bigger tolerance for the Joy-Con controls than I do. They just yeah. don't feel right for. Maybe it's my hands are so small. 
Well, no, the like range the of motion on the range of motion of the joystick on the Joy-Con is definitely like it's to its detriment. Like I, I think that makes the controller feel very cramped. Well, like, I, what I need is the like the left controller replacement that has a real D-pad. That's what I need. Yeah. Because I can't stand using the fake D-pad that's just buttons. That's where the, yeah. the game fails. Like I don't even mind the analog sticks that much. Yeah. Or the con- that's where the system gets me. Uh, Maybe you need a switch light because that has an actual D-pad. Yeah, except I like dock mode a lot. Like I played. He enjoys docking. Yeah, I love docking, and I can. So. <laughs> uh, best ongoing game. One, two, three. Rainbow, Rainbow Six Siege. Two and oh, Rainbow Six get the Siege. fuck out of here! You're fired. <laughs> I put them both in that Go list. Go away. <laughs> I have two. Sorry. Destiny 2 did such a good job this year, I feel like, um, having enough content that was new to where you wanted to keep playing, if you liked Destiny 2. Um, And it gave me people to play with when none of you guys wanted to play Rainbow Six. That's the main reason why it's on my list. That's fair. Thank you, Corey, for meeting all those cool people to play with. and. Letting me play with you guys. That's been fun. Yeah. But Rainbow Six Siege is still on my list because it's still fun and I still want to play it all the damn time, but nobody wants to play it. So oh, I want to play it all the time. Or nobody can play You just play can't it. play from 11 to 4 in the morning like I can. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I should be. Oh, my goodness. Well, a lot of times you guys were playing on like, Saturday nights, and now nobody's ever fucking available when I make myself available, and it sucks. Right. And I tried Friday nights for a while, but this then nobody sounds was like available. an off the air conversation. Yeah, we can, we, we can, can, we'll figure something we out. We can sort out our domestic dispute. <laughs> <laughs> we need to just pick a day and do it because it's not like yeah. we we have six months to get as many Rainbow Six nights in as oh. we can. And then, and then I'll be the one playing control at four in the morning <laughs> while I'm feeding a baby. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So we'll figure it out. Uh, Firewall Zero Hour was a 2018 game. Oh, I think. was it? Okay. I don't know when we played it, but it, let's just call it my best use of VR because I don't know that I've played any other VR. I haven't. I, I still haven't tried No Man's Sky. I, which yeah, is what my I know my best is. use of VR was No Man's Sky. So yeah, I put it in that category as well because I didn't actually play anything VR this year at whatsoever. But I would imagine that that would be the best use of VR. I think it was that's because fair. I've wanted VR in that game since yes, it came since, out. since day one, since yeah. before it came out. I still have Gojo's copy of Ace Combat, and I really want to try that out in VR as well. But it's only a few missions, right? It's yeah. not the whole game. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, best indie. Uh, I'm. I think this game counts, but I'm not sure. I just wanted to put it somewhere in here. Void Bastards. Uh, I think it does. Yeah, that's an indie. I chose Overland. Cool. That's pretty good. I haven't, I admit I haven't played it since the actual release came out. I've played it a few times. I've got, I think, I've got a few hours, at least 10 hours into it, I think, and God knows how many restarts because it's so infuriatingly difficult. That's kind of why I haven't tried it yet. I honestly... Difficult, everybody says it is. I don't think I've um, picked it up since... 
but you before. you bought you bought into the Patreon or whatever it was where you. I get bought the, it on itch when yeah. they had it on like early access. So I, I would really like to play some of the final release. I just haven't had time. It's yet. great and it plays really well and it looks awesome. I would love to have it on my iPad. Um, but it's so fucking hard, man. Yeah, I'm just really bad at any single run, like run based games in general. Yeah. Like Void Bastards, I'm not good at. I still enjoy it, but like. People said we're complaining days after it came out, I swear, on Steam, that it was too easy. And well, I was like, are you fucking kidding well, me? Well, there's people that are good at that type of thing. But at least with Void Bastards, at least you are getting better each time incrementally because yeah. you get new abilities and yeah. things, right? Uh, Overland is just, it's very Spelunky-like in that you, you go. Like you, you, you go get and what you, you try. get and you deal with it. And a lot of times, depending on the situation of the board that you end up on, I mean, I found myself just going back and forth between the same like four or five squares yeah like just to try and get the enemies to do something else and a lot of times they would just they would do the same thing i was doing like going back and forth between the same squares just simply because maybe their ai isn't good enough or i'm not smart enough to figure out what to do in that in that particular yeah, yeah like but it's it's and even that's not the hard part about it. Like the hard part is just sometimes you just get overwhelmed by the creatures and there's no out. You just have to die. Yeah. Like yeah, because you can't go backwards. It's all about going. I think forward. I'd just rather play into the breach more because I love that game. My best indie was Untitled Goose Game. Nice. That's a good one. That's I've heard so good. many good things. I just. I feel like it's too expensive for what it is. I don't want to pay fair. that much money. I, I don't. I, I don't wait. disagree with you on that. But it's, it's made like a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. No, I mean, but I have had to su- significantly cut down my spending in general. So yeah. I it's hasn't made my list yet. There was something. There was like a Goose Game thing. Oh, it was the the thing at the Game Awards where they put Beaker and Goose Game. Yeah. <laughs> Please give that to me. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I would play the shit out of that. That should be a free update to that game. <laughs> me, 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 me. Absolutely. I wonder what they had to pay to do that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That It was fucking awesome. Um, Most infuriatingly fun game. I chose Crash Team Racing. Me too. Uh, yeah, that was pretty infuriating. <laughs> and it was fun. Yeah. But... I actually put Call of Duty Modern Warfare on that list because I keep going back and playing, but man, does that game piss me off. Mostly just because everyone's so damn good at it. It's, <laughs> it, it's like sickening. Like playing with re- Zach <laughs> makes it even worse for me because the matchmaking, I mean, I love playing with Zach, but it's great listening to Brian and Zach play because I've never <laughs> heard Zach get tilted until I listen to him playing Call of Duty and then you hear Zach get yeah, tilted. Yeah, but he's like getting mad and he's like top fragging like 60 kills out of, you know, 75 or something and I'm at the bottom every match. Like get good. I don't understand what happened at some point, like apparently Age did take its toll, and my <laughs> reflexes are just that garbage now, because I used to be really good at shooters, and I am the worst now, apparently. Somebody on our Modern Warfare yesterday posted this post that made me laugh really hard. It was just, I, didn't, I, I thought it was serious at first, and said, amazing exploit in Kill Confirmed. And the person says, in Kill Confirmed, most but not all players know that enemies drop red tags when they are killed. They're marked on your map and award a point when you pick them up. 
There's this really cool exploit you can use in any kill confirm match and almost no one has caught on to it yet. Much like your enemies, your allies also drop tags when they die. If you pick them up, the enemy team can't score and the game even awards you some XP. For your convenience, they are marked blue on your minimap. If you find yourself in a room with any tags, it would benefit your team if you moved the five fucking inches required to play the game <laughs> mode you queued up for, you donkey. Yes, people seem to not play that mode optimally. It, it sucks. It, it was, I, I read that and I was like, that's fucking hilarious. It is fun, though. It's it's probably the the best COD game since, like, maybe the first Black Ops. For me, personally, I think. Yeah. Uh, most infuriating game. <laughs> Anthem. Anthem. You guys both picked Anthem? Yeah. I thought about it, and then I was like, wait, Wolfenstein Youngblood. Yeah. I, no. I needed to go on this list somewhere, and this is a perfect spot for it because, man, was I having so much fun playing with Alex and then man were we so pissed <laughs> that, and the thing the thing about so Anthem made it here for me because I had been properly tempered by the time it came out to kind of be like I feel like I know what I'm gonna get and the reason it's infuriating to me is because it could have been like it's I'm I'm Obi-Wan standing on the high ground. You were the chosen one. Like you, it could have been the best of those types of games. And instead it ended up being one of the most bare bones and, and it had a lot of potential. The Iron Man shit feels great. I love the design of the world. The idea of the social hub or not social hub, but like the first person go and, and collect your lore and interact with the characters. Man, that walk speed. The walk speed could use some tweaking, but I liked so much of what they wanted to do. I just feel so unhappy with the execution that it just infuriates me that they didn't spend more time to make it what it could have been. Yes. Plus I found it infuriating that like even after updates, when I tried to play it again around Halloween to get some of the sweet armor, it was unplayable. Yeah. Like it's gotten worse in some respects, which is, yeah, crazy but apparently they haven't given up ah we'll see about that i hope not but we'll see um yeah wolfenstein youngblood though wolfenstein was <sighs> the letdown to me because we were having such a good time yeah. and then i went to not wanting to play and it at I, all people kept saying that it was bad and i wasn't feeling that it was bad it was fun it like i was actually interested to see if the story went anywhere um and like it seemed to be fine and then just out of the blue yeah there was a bug it just that fucked broke us. Yeah. the boss encounter and then re- we got reset so far back that we just gave up yeah and i was like damn that sucks cuz i spent money on that and i wanted and i haven't bought that many games this year we will finish it yeah We'll Mo- like at least a month later or something, they finally fixed that. Yeah, it did take them time to get it done. So, mm-hmm. uh, best example of an all-around good game. I had Luigi's Mansion Three. Uh, <laughs> this is the Nintendo category. For yeah, <laughs> I have question mark because I can't remember why we came up with this category. Does all around mean it, it has? all aspects of game like does it have single player and multiplayer and all no that? i think it's just, just the idea that there's nothing that you would really complain about 
in the game. Well, I have complaints about everything all the time. So. Life. No, no games for me. Okay, I put down Bloodstained. Okay, I think Bloodstained yeah. is just everything it tries to do. It's it's good. It's at. it's. I think this category was mainly like, what's a good callback to like old games where like there wasn't a bunch of fancy fucking bullshit going on, and it was just a good game to play. And like, yeah, Bloodstained's a great example of that. I think Luigi's Mansion is also a great yeah. example of that. Goose Game could probably be considered something like that too, because it, yeah. it's very like stripped down. It's not bells and whistles. There's no frills. Like. It's just a fun game with an easy premise and like good controls and the only thing that I would say is bad about Boost and Goose Game is that it's kind of short for for the price at yeah. least you know and that's that's maybe one of yeah. the reasons it's I like, would hold it back from that category. I had no problem dropping five bucks on Donut County. Yeah, that was, like and that was well worth it to me. And yep. I mean maybe Untitled Goose Game could be more. Like maybe I'd spend ten or fifteen, but twenty five, maybe even twenty, but twenty five too much. In my opinion, there. It, I mean, the thing is, though, Goose Game, Goose Game to me, being a non-video game developer or programmer and knowing nothing about how much of that works, the dynamic systems of Goose Game feel much more complicated than hey, drag this hole around and let everything fall into it. Fair you enough. know. So I, I think, it, it, I not that it's like oh, there's fifteen dollars more worth of programming that went into that game. I don't know. But I, it, it seems like two very different tasks, and I, I, I get it. Yeah. But I don't begrudge anybody thinking it's it's expensive because I think yeah. it's twenty bucks. I think, and that's that's a lot. I think it's twenty five. That seems even crazy on, to me. on Switch, at least. Okay, I thought I got it for like fifteen on on launch weekend on Switch. Uh, it, I, it, I think it was on sale initially, but yeah. whatever. Anyway, best couch co-op. I said Marvel Ultimate Alliance three. I had a good time playing that with with the boys, and uh, you know we we still have to go back and finish it, but it, it's just a fun time. And and I I you know I couldn't think of a ton of couch co-op stuff that I played. Crash Team Racing probably could have gone here too, but yeah, I don't think I actually played anything couch co-op, but Gears Five does still have a split screen, mm. and I've played previous games split screen, and there's a lot of fun still that way. But um, yeah, I it's just a great co-op game in general. Yeah, and I actually yeah I really enjoyed Gears Five. It just didn't make the cut in the top five. I said Super Mario Maker Two, even though I haven't actually like. Well, you've played my levels, and I'm sure other like I know David Steele played like my levels. Yeah, I played them. You played level, yeah. So like other people it's have virtual, played my levels, but like virtual I, couch co-op. It is, but like what I wanted, and I haven't had the chance to actually get to this point, would be to like just make a level and then hand it over to Megan and yeah. make her do it and see if she can do it. Like which uh, you would, should have made one to let her know that you guys were pregnant. Me, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pregnant. <laughs> we're we're pregnant. Yay! It's yeah. me. Uh, it's you it's you, meatloaf. You should have done it's a McDonald's. gender. You should have done a gender reveal level. That's what you should have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a gender reveal level. That would have been good. Uh, but yeah, it's it like I think this game is, is like and could be like the epitome of a solid couch co-op because it's one thing to just play Mario levels on your own, but then to like be able to make them and then hand them off to someone to be like, here, do it. Yeah. And like how, how good are you? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Especially with minor frustrations, <laughs> which I still think is like 
the best thing I've ever done. <laughs> I don't know that I finished that. Or no, I did finish you did. that. Yeah, I got to the it end It has. It has a, uh, I think it's a 62.3% success rate. <laughs> That's exactly where you want that Yeah, it's, it's perfect. And the, just the comments on it of like people who are clearly from Japan and yeah. like can't speak English, but it's a drawing of like the box at the top of the stairs yeah. that you hit that's invisible right before the flag. Yeah, that was like, irritating. Oh man, that was the whole point. I I still haven't beaten any of Rick's levels. I haven't checked in to see what he's done recently. But that first level that he made, like I, it it makes me feel bad when I try and play Rick's levels because I have none of the skill set from I Super have Mario World. Added. I would like to try something. You should. You should. Uh, to be honest, I found your level like more irritating than John's because <laughs> it, it involves too much running and coin collecting. I agree. So redoing it if you screw up something simple is super irritating. Yeah. <laughs> That's the point. That's exactly what I wanted it to be. Oh, man. Well, it could should be called major frustration <laughs> instead of minor. <laughs> one, one major frustration. <laughs> Morale series of levels. Oh man, frustrations. Beautiful. So yeah, that's our uh, our top twenty nineteens. So next week or next episode, we were thinking about game of the decade. We can talk a little inside baseball right now. Kay. I think what we should do is we should make a Google Doc. And I think any game that any of us think should be in a final top 10 should go on the list. And then we will sit down, look at the list, and try to decide it on air what those top 10 should be. Okay. Rather than us making our individual top 10s or whatever, I think it would be fun to just do it live. Make a pile of games and then sort it out. But live. Are, we, are we picking out, we're not doing like top game of the year for each year of the decade? I mean, it, it, it's up to you how you decide the games that you put on that list go. If that's the way that you would want to do it, you can do it that way. If you want to just look through the 2010 through 2019 in video gaming on, on, on Wikipedia and just yeah. drop whatever strikes your fancy, obviously, you know, it'd be nice if we could keep it to like 30-ish games total. Ugh, can't believe I have homework again. <laughs> But I think it would be fun to like sit down and try to decide it on air and like pull games off. And, or it would be just... really boring, but I guess we can try it out. We'll find out. Yeah. I wanted to do it a little differently. I think this it'd be This gives me more time to play more control before something else comes out. Yeah. And then, you know, after that, we can probably take a look at the 2020 release schedule. Yeah. Most anticipated. Yeah. So we'll do our top games of the decade next episode. Then we're going to do most anticipated and that'll get us through January. Yep. yep cool. Yep. Sounds good to me. And yeah, listeners, like if you have any input on how you want us to move forward, let us know. We're interested in knowing what you guys want from us. Like, I feel like, I mean, I know a lot of our friends listen and they just listen because they're our friends and they, you know, they'll have a good time regardless of what we talk about. But I want, yeah, because they know all the inside jokes and crap that we talk. But I want, like, I legitimately want to know, like, what everybody, what everybody wants. What do people think would make our show a better show? Yes. Also, I don't know that we How do we take Melania Trump's <laughs> anti-bullying campaign be best. be best and apply it to the Midwest Game Nerds podcast? Yes. We, well, first we have to stop bullying Brian. Uh, <laughs> be I best. Mean, yeah. <laughs> um, I think I think the sound effects are a good addition. <laughs> yeah. As long as they're not overused, but we also need Arnold. 
That's true. Yeah, I we need, need a I need, handful I need, of I need to sounds. put some more bespoke soundboard items on there. Um, Game we, over, man. Game <laughs> over. Yeah. I think uh, we also haven't announced that we are planning to go to PAX this year. We, we have are. our badges. We have flights. We have hotel rooms. So so we are doing PAX. So the, end, the of end of February. February. East. Yes. Yep. That'll so be good. More more legal seafood. More. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're just eating there every day for dinner. <laughs> yeah, we're not. We're not actually going to the show. We <laughs> we're just. just <laughs> we're just gonna go eat lobster. It's, it's definitely an excuse to go eat seafood. Yes, I'm so. trying to figure that into my budget somehow. But I'm like, what a hundred dollars in food every day? I don't know. Hey, you got to do what you got to do. Really, just your breakfast and your lunch will be like small, tiny, like. Granola we'll bars. Buy, yeah, we'll, we'll buy a Costco box of granola bars some, and throw it in somebody's some cliff luggage. bars. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Cool. Well, if you want to follow us on social media or see other places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to Jason K and Gojo for their contributions. And thanks in general to all of our contributors uh, on the Patreon. We really do appreciate what you guys have done for us. As always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Uh, yeah, you hear, you heard it here. Uh, next episode will be the top games of the decade. And then after that, we will be doing our most anticipated. So look forward to those episodes coming up. And again, please send us feedback. Let us know what, how we can make the show better for you as a listener if you have any input, that would be awesome. If not, that's cool too, but we would love to hear from you. So hit us up. And thanks again uh, for giving us a wonderful 2019 and looking forward to 2020 being as great, if not even greater. Yeah, cool. All right, thanks everybody. Peace.